0: Thank you for listening to The Wonder Podcast. I'm Joe Vacanti. It's our desire that you would take this message and that you would choose to live the life God always imagined for you. Who thinks we need, you know, more heroes in our culture that would rise up? How many people believe that you have a hero inside of you waiting to be awakened? little different. Some of you are like, I don't know if I should say yes to this. It's a trick question. I say yes, not being humble. I don't know if I am. I will say no. So if you're hesitant to believe that, let me ask you this question. Do you believe you're capable of heroic acts? Now, I'm not here to convince anybody of this. I'm here just to remind you of what God has already said about us. And he said in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance to do. I love this reminder. We're his handiwork. God's a craftsman. God wrote a poem and started off with your name on it. God has created us and designed us in Christ Jesus. We have been forged from the beginning to do what is heroic, to do good works. Now, some of you after reading this scripture and seeing it maybe for the first time are like, okay, I can buy this a little bit might have a little heroic in me. So if you're starting to get there, we all know. Well, if, if we have some heroic in us, who are the villains? Because every hero needs a villain. God actually reveals to us who the villains are that we are to fight against. And I know that they're villains because God hates them. I can't say God hates. Well, we know God is full of love and you can be full of love and yet hate something. He shows them to us. Proverbs 6, 16 says, there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. So here's the seven villains. Haughty eyes. This villain I'm gonna call pride. A lying tongue. This one I got created with. Liar. Hands that shed innocent blood. I call this villain murder. A heart that devises wicked schemes. I call this villain deceiver. Feet that are quick to rush into evil. Call this villain selfish, a false witness who pours out lies. There's a villain out there that would stand in front of a court, before a judge, put their hand on a Bible and say, I will tell the truth, and yet will be a false witness. What other reason to do this except to cause harm to the person, to defame their character? I call this villain harmful. And then it says a person, the seventh villain, a person who stirs up conflict in the community. For what other reason but to cause division? I call this villain gossip. You may have other terms that come up with some more creative ones for these villains, but these are things that God hates. And if we're called to do the heroic then we must be people who hate these things as well. It makes sense why some of these things don't settle with us. If we're created and forged to to do good, it makes sense why inside when we see something in the news that is revolving murder or something that's lying or gossip or harm, it bothers us. It makes sense. These villains that I just read, they're villains because they're the opposite of God's character. Everything about God is the opposite of what you read in the scripture. And God wants us to do the heroic. And here's the problem every one of us are going to be up against this next season. Is that these villains have their origins in us. The origin story of every villain is within every one of our hearts. Which leads me to Peter Parker. So Peter Parker gets bitten by a spider. And he receives this venom into his body. And he begins to transform. And he begins to become something else. There's a lot of versions out there of Spider-Man. But if you've ever seen the 2001 version with Tobey Maguire. After he gets bit. The next morning, he wakes up, and all of a sudden, he sees things differently, and he definitely looks stronger. He feels stronger, and all of a sudden, he goes on this adventure of discovery, finding out the new skills he has within him, and he's in school, and he's spinning backwards. You realize, hey, I'm kind of flexible. I'm kind of fast. At one point, as I see one of our heroes over here doing He does this and this stuff comes out of him. He's like, I got these, I got these webs. He realizes he can crawl on buildings. I just love every origin story. And it's in Peter Parker's story that we recognize that we need a power on the outside to transform us. And every one of us who've given your lives to Jesus, there has been a power from the outside that has come inside. To transform us. See when you give your life to Jesus. You receive something inside of you. Although I wish it was spider webs. That we could fly in quickness. Which would be cool. It says this in Galatians. But the fruit of the spirit. Is love. Joy. Peace. Forbearance. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness gentleness and self-control god's spirit comes inside of us god's character and god's essence now dwells inside of every one of us kindness is a hero that needs to be awakened in us who doesn't like kindness who doesn't like receiving kindness when you've had a bad day kindness shows up like a hero who doesn't Love, self-control, that hero showing up. Especially in our home when food is laid out. And me and some other people will just devour all the pretzel bites. And someone in our home will have to say, hey, just other people here, you know. And it's like the hero of self-control did not show up. The villain of greed did. And there's two left. See, all of these things listed are heroes, God's character that needs to be awakened in every one of us. And I know that the scripture is true even though you don't always feel it. I mean Peter Parker felt it when he got the he, he knew he was stronger. We don't always feel it, but just because we don't feel it doesn't mean it's not true. In fact, Paul, who wrote many letters of the Bible, he was trying to encourage a bunch of Christians to wake up they were making some pretty self-destructive choices with their bodies. And so he says this to them in 1 Corinthians 16, 19. He says, do you not know your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who was in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. See, the ongoing conflict between every Christian is revealed here. That inside of us is a heroic nature given by God and the villain that still remains in there. And there was a time that Spider-Man chose to be a villain. Happened in the same movie. Spider-Man, Peter Parker, has these new powers. He's discovering them. He falls in love with the girl. And he's trying to impress her. So he's got to buy a car, but he has no money. So he sees an ad in the paper. If he can beat a wrestler for three minutes, he could earn $3,000. He's already looked up online on the newspaper. There's a car I could buy. He wants to impress this girl. So Peter Parker goes in, he puts on a costume, and he beats this wrestler in less than three minutes. And Peter Parker goes to collect the money from the promoter he's waiting for his three thousand dollars he's so excited to buy this car to impress mary jane and the promoter hands him a hundred bucks it's a hundred bucks because deceiver came out liar came out the promoter said well it's three minutes you did it in less than three minutes peter parker's like are you serious and the promoter says these words to peter not my problem. Peter's now defeated, doesn't have the cash, takes his hundred bucks and he walks down the hallway. He starts to hear some ruffling and some noises. And a burglar decided to come in knowing that the promoter had cash. He came in, he took the money at gunpoint. Peter turns around and he sees this thief with a gun running down a hallway. Now, Peter Parker knows the power he has inside of him. He knows he can easily, you know, fist, whatever. And as this uh, thief is coming towards him, he just steps aside and he does nothing. He goes into the elevator and the thief says, hey, thanks. The promoter runs down the hall. The promoter knew the strength that Peter had because he just saw it in the ring. He saw him beat a wrestler. And he looks at Peter and he says, why didn't you do something about it? And a little villain rised up in Peter, who was Spider-Man. He looked at the promoter. He said, not my problem. And he smiled. Because vengeance felt good. Peter goes outside. His uncle Ben is waiting for him. But his Uncle Ben is not in the car anymore. He's on the ground. And Peter realizes that that same thief that stole that money needed a getaway car. And he shot his Uncle Ben. And his Uncle Ben dies. Don't become a person with power that chooses to do nothing with it. See, this new power inside of us doesn't override our choice to choose we still have to choose to awaken the heroic that's in us. Which leaves us to Jesus's challenge. Jesus gives every follower this heroic challenge before he leaves. In Matthew 28, here's the heroic challenge Jesus gives all of us. Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to obey everything i've commanded you and surely i'm with you to the very end of the age so here's an action he gives us make disciples so now i'm always curious all right what's a disciple if i got to make one <laughs> what is it over 20 years was a part of youth ministries. But I remember having to encourage volunteers who would come, especially in middle school, because they would come and say, I'm I'm gonna be a youth volunteer and I'm here to make disciples. And they would bring a Bible and they'd be excited. And then they would get a group of middle school boys who one had a fidget spinner the whole time, spinning it around. And to the other 10, probably all making noises out of their bodies, right? and. And they're trying, thinking, I'm, I'm going to make disciples. And they would be frustrated. And we had to encourage them and say, listen, some of these kids that are coming, you know, their parents want them to be here. But maybe they don't want to be here. Their parents are trying to raise them up in the church. But may, they may not have chosen it for themselves. Some of the kids are there because their friends are there. A lot of them, they think a cute girl is going to be there tonight. So they showed up. See, what we had to encourage them is is a disciple is actually someone who is choosing to change. Someone who's choosing to be a learner. Someone who is choosing to become something else. So we can't force this on people. To become a disciple is someone who says, not only do I want to know what the teacher knows, but I want to become like the teacher. And Jesus' early followers, it wasn't just about information transfer, what Jesus knew. He wanted them to become like him. And that's the challenge for us this next season. It's important to know a lot of information, but this season, we want to focus on who we are choosing to become. That at the end of this season, we have become something more than when we started this season. And we're challenging everybody to take a look at the heroic nature that God has placed within you. And choose to activate some of those heroes. Your relationships is a great place to start. Your home, maybe it's with your siblings. If you're still living at home with all your siblings, that's a great place to awaken the hero of kindness or self-control or goodness in the relationships that we have in our marriages and relationships. And it goes beyond our homes. It goes to our workplaces. Work's an interesting thing because a lot of us spend a lot of our life in work. That is such a great place. And you know, when you look at society and culture, one of the things you hear constantly is that it's hard to Hire people, it's hard to find people. People quit, there's quiet quitting. And that's never gonna change. But that's why with us, with the people who call themselves Christians, it is an opportunity for us to really demonstrate the heroic nature that God has placed within us. See, when you sign on and take a paycheck, that's really a moral contract that you're gonna give it your best that you're going to show up to work and give it your all. It's just a moral contract. And if you don't have something guiding your morals, then of course you're just going to put in the minimal, not care, quietly quit. But us as Christians, we have to become something different. Our workplaces, or if it's you're at your home with your kids, wherever you work most of your time, that is the greatest spot to demonstrate something different and something heroic but we have to be willing to be people that want to change if we won't want to change the holy spirit's not going to force us to change so when peter parker is crushed that his inaction caused his uncle to pass away he doesn't know what to do but it's it's one thing that his uncle said that breaks him out of this he decides never again his uncle said this to him with great power comes great responsibility i think that's what paul was trying to say to the christians when he said you are not your own you were bought at a price therefore honor god with your bodies see we have to choose the responsibility every day every moment to kill the villains that want to come out in us And we have to choose the responsibility to activate those heroes within us. Because God has created us to do good works. If you want to find purpose in your life, because I promise you, you will be able to earn a lot of wealth. If you work hard, you can earn a lot of wealth. But as you see so many times, it still leaves you feeling like you're empty. You can earn a lot of power, and it can still feel like you're kind of empty. What brings meaning to your life is when you're actually doing what you were created for. And we were created to do good. When we do the good, that brings so much meaning. I know a lot of our jobs will not bring meaning to your life, but you need to bring meaning to your work when you display kindness and hard work and goodness or your relationships or your marriages or your families. I want to encourage everyone this season, you have an Uncle Ben. So you may not know it. You, you, you have an Uncle Ben who just drops these words of wisdom. In fact, the same spirit that's inside you also inspired other authors and writers to write down the heroic acts in a book called the Bible. Put together letters, collections from over thousands of years if you have never taken the moments or opportunities to open up scripture, let this be the season that that's one of your first heroic acts. You would open up and receive the wisdom that the Holy Spirit wants to give you and to give us and to give me. Now, I love that heroes wear costumes. Spider-Man has a costume. And when they see Spider-Man, they obviously know, hey, there's Spider-Man. He's got the webs, he's got the sticky things, he's strong, he's got radioactive blood. Like they, they know when they see the costume. I'm convinced when people see the hero of kindness, when they see joy, when they see peace, that deep down inside they'll be inspired and say, hey, I think that's God. Is there something about that that seems right? and good this season we got to be focusing on what we become so starting with today right now what hero do you want to activate what hero do you think needs to get brought to your family to your friends to your schools to your jobs to the internet wherever you go what heroes are they that needs to be activated and I can't think of a greater one today to start with than the hero of humility. Humility is really the first hero that's needed. Because what humility says is, I can't do this on my own. I, I actually need that power from the outside. But I actually need to give my life to Jesus. Because that's actually the first step. And we all know that villains need to be dealt with. And with God, it was no different. God knew for all the acts of villainy, I'm gonna deal with it. So here's what God did. God chose humility. He found a way to deal with the villains. God said, I'll become the villain. On that cross, I'm the liar. On that cross, I'm the gossip. On that cross, I'll become the murderer. On that cross, I'll become pride. And I'll become everything so that you can walk free. And God will place his judgment, his sentence on Jesus. And that's exactly what happened. As his death on the cross was a pardon for every time we have chosen to become the villain. Now I want to remind everyone, when we give our lives to Jesus, he saves us. It can't be taken away. You can't take Peter Parker's powers away from him. On that cross, we make that decision, he saves us. But what he doesn't do, he actually doesn't transform us or change us right away. You ever notice there's some people who give their lives to Jesus But then years later, kind of seem like the same people? What's that all about? I think it's because we have to choose to activate what was placed within us. We have to choose to make the changes. And he gives us the power and the strength to do it. And today, for you, maybe that's a decision you're going to make. To say it's time to start activating what the world needs, what my family needs. And that's why the greatest symbol of this decision that we make the greatest costume that we get to put on is the picture of baptism. And baptism is the greatest symbol because it's a symbol that says this, we die. The villain inside of me is going to die. And then I get buried because when you die, you get buried. We don't put you up and there's an Uncle Fred. You know, it's like we get buried. But then we rise again awakened the new has emerged and from that point on we're going to choose the heroic acts that god created us to do wouldn't want you to leave here without making a decision that would change the the direction of your life and if you're here today you would say joe i recognize i have at times chosen to be the villain If that's you, I'm letting you know that's also me. So we're friends. I get it. And for you today, I want you to walk out of here knowing you're saved. That Jesus paid for every act that I've committed and every act that you've committed on the cross. And Jesus is pretty simple. He gives an invitation and just like that spider venom, he says, receive what I have given you. Receive forgiveness and walk out of this place today never ashamed. Walk out of this place today knowing your past is erased. If that's you, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to give your life to Jesus. Say this prayer to him, Jesus, right now I'm giving you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. I'm turning from the villain of self, and I'm turning to you. I want to awaken the heroic of kindness, of joy, of perseverance, of self-control, of generosity, of love motivating everything I do. Because God is love, and if God lives inside of you, then you have love inside of you waiting to be released. Jesus, in this moment right now, once again, I'm giving you my life. Thanks to all who give to Wonder Church. Your sacrifice makes this podcast possible. Thanks for listening and live your life in such a way that'll make the world wonder there must be more.